Hey, welcome back to the Russ and Randy podcast, everybody, for Tips in 10. That is practical tips in 10 minutes or fewer to help you brand and market your practice or hospital. This will be a little bit redundant, so bear with us. But we'd like to review some of the points we have made kind of indirectly in prior episodes. We want to talk to you about how you can take your brand, your footprint in the digital world, and use that to grow your, not just your practice, but really your dream practice. I'm going to start out by just saying every single specialty, whether you're in general family practice, internal medicine, or more specialized like Randy and myself, every clinician has their favorite kind of patient. Somebody you just adore. You, you see that come into your office and you're thinking, this is great. I'm good at this. I can help this patient. And conversely, the flip side of that coin is we all have those patients who we dread. You see that on your, on your clinic list, your schedule, you see that diagnosis there, you go, oh, damn, that's going to hurt me. That's going to take more time. I'm not great at this. I don't consider myself to be an expert in this area, or I just don't like managing this. We all know what that is. Randy, for you, I know what it is for an ENT. I'll just start the ball rolling. For a general otolaryngologist, the bane of our existence is the dizzy patient. And the reason is adult dizzy patients. Kid is a different story altogether, but an adult dizzy patient, you know, you open up that whole, um, that whole can of malingering. Somebody fell off the ladder at work and now they can get um, workman's compensation if they're dizzy. You know, that's a disability. And so you have to go through this whole workman's comp workup and this whole, you know, prove it is or isn't, et cetera. For you, what is that patient? Actually, with tongue in cheek, I'm going to tell you dizzy, the dizzy patient. One reason is because everyone thinks dizziness is caused by the eyes. Wait, 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 not, not by the inner ear? Yeah. You picked a great example. I can't stand those conversations because then they look at you like, well, then why did I come here? If the room is spinning... Why isn't that the eyes? I'm like, it's just not. You must not be a very good doctor. You don't know what you're doing. Right. Dizziness is very rarely, rarely, if ever, caused by the eyes. Right. So I generally send them to people like you and happy to do so. Yeah, thanks so much. No problem. Uh, I think back in the day, 20 years ago, I used to fear patients with macular degeneration because the only treatment that we had was horrible. Right. Yes. And in fact, for those, those of you familiar with the uh, practice, the only thing we could do way back when was laser people with wet macular degeneration. Yeah, that's what I remember. And in doing so, we actually made them worse in right. the office. Right. But we had to hold their hand and say, okay, I'm going to make you worse now, but it's going to be better than if we let, let nature take its natural course. Right, if you just wait. Yeah. So what do you, what do, you do now? I'm just curious. Well, there's, now, there's all kinds of injections which actually get them better. Awesome. I mean, we, we don't use, there's no reason to use laser at all. We okay. actually have the ability to get patients with wet macular degeneration better. And, you know, we've been doing that for about 10 years. And, you know, compared to 20 years ago, like, holy mackerel. Awesome. Let me ask you the, the flip side of that coin. What floats your boat? You know, what, what blows your hair back? When you see it on your clinic schedule, you go, you know what? I'm going to make a big difference in this person's life. Yeah, there's, there, there are two. Um, and this is going to be interesting. One is retinal detachment, uh, which obviously is surgical. Uh, the second is an epiretinal membrane or a macular pucker, which causes decreased vision and distortion in an otherwise healthy eye. And if, we, if the timing of the operation is right, we can really, really help them. And what's interesting is 
more germane to what we're going to be talking about is I really like to attract patients with epiretinal membranes because it's, it's a favorite surgery, outcomes are great, people are healthy, and people appreciate. I would love to attract patients with retinal detachment, but guess what I can't do? I don't have the luxury of the patient Googling retinal detachment because in many markets, it's an emergency. Right. Too, too acute. When, once they get diagnosed, they're whisked away to the retina specialist and then scheduled for surgery, generally. And so there's no time to, for, you know, a Google search or to talk to family members or to, you know, look at health grades. So I guess that's, yeah. I mean, the, law, the, the, the answer really is, so epiretinal membrane would really float my boat. Um, I think what's fun about what we're talking about today is, you listeners really just need to think, okay, I know I'm a specialist in everything, but that being said, there's got to be one or two or three conditions that you prefer to treat and one or two or three that you don't. Point is, every one of us has what we would consider to be a dream practice. And Randy and I are here to tell you that you now have the ability to grow, to build that dream practice, your dream practice. The way to do that is to be found by patients looking for that specific clinician. You know, for Randy, it's macular degeneration or the other things he specializes in that he just loves to treat, that he knows he's good at, he knows he can make an improvement in their lives. Every one of the, the people listening to this right now has such a patient. Perfect patient, ideal patient. Yeah. So find that patient. You know, think about your dream practice. Think about where you would love in the... the a perfect world where you'd like your practice to be in two to three years and then be that person in the digital world. You know the saying that on the internet, they don't know that you're a dog? You know, on the internet, they only know you for what you provide on the internet. That is, build your brand. And that's what we've been about for over a year in this podcast, is provide what patients are looking for. So think ahead, what kind of dream practice is that? and make that happen. Who's that patient? What are they looking for? Ideal patient. That perfect patient, exactly. Define exactly what questions they're asking online. What are they looking for? What are they asking? And how you can best serve that person. So to put it another way, what you're recommending is identify your, your ideal patient and publish content on your website, which is relevant to that patient. So what you're saying is, for, for me, if I like patients with macular pucker on my website, I should have a, a multitude, a plethora of content related to epiretinal membranes or macular pucker. Yes, a virtual library of every question you can think of that, that pertains to that, that entity, that diagnosis, every question you have an answer for on your blog, on your website. So what you're saying is if I have 11 articles and 10 are on my favorite topic, macular pucker, and maybe just one on macular degeneration. Right. And you'll rank better for macular pucker, maybe not as well for macular degeneration. You're going to be more, e I'm going to be more easily found and attract more patients, ideally, who have macular pucker. Absolutely. And... The beauty is, with regard to Google ranking, as you build that library of answers and you're using kind of semantic search, you have synonyms for that term. 
You can't have, you know, 20 articles on macular pucker and all ranking for that single keyword. There have to be synonyms in there. There have to be what are considered long tail keyword terms. And we've talked about this before. Answer those questions, rank for those long tail keyword terms that pertain to that, and you will be found. Now, you can't only do that. Yes, that is the key. That is the foundation for building your dream practice. But you also need to do all the other things that Randy and I have been talking about. You need to do them well. You need to have an easy, above-the-fold call to action, right? You need to be found. So once they find you, what, what's your call to action? You want them to call and schedule a clinic appointment. Well, how are they going to do that? Make it easy. Make it above the fold. Include your phone number. Easy to find right up there near the navigation bar, right? I mean, your site can't be garbage. It can't be crap. You have to have an easy-to-navigate site. It has to be usable and findable. So if they find that one article, you know, that answers their question, they're going to be curious. What's the, one of the most important pages on your site, Randy? The about and your contact. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would suggest you may also want to put a call to action at the bottom or somewhere of your article that they just found your website. Yes. Because you never know at what point your reader is going to decide, hey, I think I got to call this guy. It may be after you, they read this article, or it may be after they read about your about page, or that's something. But every website needs to have an easy to find place where patients can just basically make one click and say, okay, this is how I get in touch with these guys. I agree. And to follow up on Randy's point, if they've made it to the bottom of any of your articles, they are interested. They are very interested. So include that call to action at the bottom. And Get them on your subscriber list. Get them on your email list. Include a sign-up at the bottom of your articles. Because the patient that gets to the bottom of one of your articles is interested in the content you have to offer. They're interested in you. I think the point Randy and I both want to support is that you use your entire brand, your digital and brick and mortar, to establish yourself as an authority in that narrow niche, that narrow topic area that will attract your perfect patient, and help you grow your dream practice. You know, it's not only your blog content, but also establish yourself locally and regionally. Talk at local conferences, regional conferences, even your local Whole Foods will have health fairs and health conferences that you can talk to. Offer eBooks, you know, and even if that's only an eight-page kind of review of your favorite diagnosis to treat, this will go a long way to building yourself as, um, as the authority in your area of expertise. And of course, if you hate writing, consider using video. Consider short two to three minute videos that talk about this area and also curate content from others. Anything else you'd add, Randy? You know, the only thing I'd like to say in closing is this is counterintuitive for physicians. What Russ and I are saying is that Patients don't come to us because we claim to be a specialist in our entire specialty. Good point. That is probably one of the biggest mistakes or uh, fallacies that physicians have about themselves. I agree. Patients are not coming to us because we are all-knowing and specialists in every uh, area. They only want to come to us when we've proven to them that we know what we're talking about with their particular malady or question. Great point. And I think in our training... That's not the notion that we get. We get the notion that we need to be an expert in our entire breadth of specialty. And Rainey's absolutely right. That's not what a patient's looking for. So listen, guys, 
thanks so much for coming back and spending, uh, you know, 10 minutes with us. Please download, listen, share, rate us. Where are they going to rank us, Randy? Well, we'd love you to go to iTunes and leave a review. That's the most powerful. But we can also leave comments or rate, rate us on uh, Stitcher, ReachMD, or Libsyn. Super. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We sincerely hope that these sessions will help you to better connect with your patients and, more importantly, your prospective patients. Our goal is to get you into the digital world and to get you found. Please leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, five stars, of course, and visit us at russandrandy.com for more how-to details. See you there, and until then, keep chilling.